Okay. So we've got a few more minutes for I'll let people in. I'll, I'll probably let them in about 11.59, 11.58 or so. Um, and that way we can get kicked off right at the top of noontime Eastern. I think about, it's about 11 a.m. your time. You're still in Birmingham? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Excellent. How, how was the damage from any of the storms a couple nights back? Uh, didn't have any locally. We, uh, we went, we were going to the basement because our alarm went off, but, uh, we're in what's called tornado alley. Birmingham is, uh, famous for tornadoes just ripping up the areas here. So, uh, we were heading for the basement. I have a, uh, I have a tornado shelter in my basement, actually cordoned off in the basement. And, uh, but then I told my wife, I said, let's check the TV. Let's see what they're saying. So we turned on the TV and he was, he was saying it's, uh, it's not really, uh, not really looking like it's going to come down. So uh, we waited, we watched about 15 minutes and then we, we went back to bed. So I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy there were tornadoes in the area. I'm just glad that, that you guys were particularly safe and that it was minimal damage compared to what could have happened. <clears throat> yeah. In fact, it came through our development uh, about three, four years ago. And right behind our house, we were in the basement. And it came right behind our house and it hit the house to my left. It took down three of his huge trees and damaged his roof. The house on my right, it took down two huge trees. Mm -hmm. So it was like it just sort of skirted around my house. And then it, uh, and then it came down about a half a mile away in a park that we have in our development and it just ripped it apart. It tore about 10 or 12 homes completely up. So, uh, and then it, it hit here last year. It came through our area and destroyed a ton of trees. Yep. So it's a, this, this is a bad area. <laughs> no doubt. So, just uh, as our, you know, fun introduction and stuff, are, are you a big Crimson Tide fan or do you just not care what what's your oh, Yeah, 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 I'm a Tide, Tide okay. roller. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to pick on you a little bit. So uh, just, just, I'm giving you a heads up straight away. Um, okay. <laughs> um, more more people boy, probably like... hate your team than like my team. I'm a, I'm a big Navy fan, so. Oh, okay, Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm counseling a guy who's in a uh, who graduated from West Point, and he's uh, he's over here near Montgomery at uh, taking helicopter training, in the Black Hawk uh, helicopter, and I've I've been working with him about a year. Yeah, and uh, I harass him because I'm more of I, I like some reason I like navies football team uh more than i do army but yet i'm an army i, I was in the army <laughs> but well, uh I've, I've always i think it's the colors maybe <laughs> yeah i choose to think of it as you're probably a little bit more sanctified and so that's why you're, you're able to really enjoy navy i mean uh I, i'm an alum i've got two kids up there right now uh one's a junior one's a freshman and so any chance we can get to denigrate army and their football team we'll take that um, so, 
But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm a Tide fan for sure. Well, sadly, that's, that's one of the best fans to be right about now. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate what they've been doing. I, I, I love the excellence behind it. I love the consistency. I think that's a really hard thing to duplicate. And hats off to uh, you know Coach Saban and his whole staff for what they're doing. Yeah, he's good. He's a he's a great coach. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, man, this is exciting stuff. We've already got 12 guys in the waiting room uh, that are piled in. So uh, some of these guys are in a couple of groups of mine. Um, some of these guys are, you know, I, I recognize names I've spoken to over the past few days that are getting excited about future leadership. Um, so to have somebody with your level of experience and some of the situations you've seen, um, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. Um, where, uh, where do you have your groups, down in Florida? Uh, all my groups are virtual. Um, okay. I don't have I don't have any in person groups. Um, I, there are a couple of in person leaders that are local here that I meet with periodically. Uh, as a matter of fact, down here in South Florida, ne next Saturday we're doing our our local you know barbecue at my house, our quarterly barbecue, and so um, I can't wait to kind of start getting those little groups sprung up all over the country. Um, you know, regional areas. I mean, you, know, you think about it, if you threw a little barbecue once a quarter, or once, you know, every half year or so, semi-annually, how many guys would come and just from Atlanta, how many would come up from Montgomery? Um, and, and not just leaders, you know, we could have group members too, but it's really kind of neat. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out a way to implement kind of a schedule for that. Uh, get yeah, a, a, a window of time. Yeah. And, and I bet we have leaders you know, raise their hands and say, hey, listen, anybody within a couple hours. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in an area two hours from Nashville, two hours from uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, hour and a half from Montgomery. Yeah. This mm -hmm. great area. Yeah. All right, man. I'm going to flow them all in now. Okay. All right. Okay, while they're all coming in, Joe, they'll have to uh, they'll have to enable their own video. Uh, we got some guys coming in now. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody to stay on mute until you know question and answer time, uh, just so uh, Joe and I can kind of have the floor a little bit. But uh, as you come through here, man, uh, and you start to see all these names and these faces, I, I just want to thank God for uh, everybody's faithfulness, uh, for people that are willing to to kind of to raise their hand and say, listen, I, I've had some success in my recovery journey. I know God's not nearly done with me yet, but uh, I feel compelled to get out front and to lead others. Uh, I'm just so thrilled that so many people are answering the call here. Um, and I'll, I'll be constantly looking over at the screen a little bit, admit more people as guys come in. Um, the waiting room is staying full. We're already up to over 30 people in the group. I imagine there's gonna be several screens full of people. Uh, all said and done. Um, I do want to let everybody know that if you want to strangle your video due to recording purposes, go ahead and do that. You can also change your name um, because the names do appear when your video does not. So please, if you're worried about that, uh, let me know because um, I don't want to surprise anybody with this. We have not videotaped on one of these Zoom meetings yet just because of safety, confidentiality, and anonymity stuff. Uh, and I don't want to surprise anybody with it. 
I don't want anybody to be shocked if their name appears up on a, on a recording somewhere. Uh, we're very sensitive to that, uh, but also we want to make sure that we're able to, to grab some of this stuff and to really use it for the kingdom as we move forward and we try and reach more and more people. So uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, and I am super stoked and excited today uh, to introduce uh, our guest speaker. Uh, it's a gentleman named Joe Medlock. But before we get to Joe and what Christ is doing in his life and, and through him into other lives, uh, I just want to open in a word of prayer. Uh, I always want to shroud this with an understanding that, you know, if we don't subscribe this over to Christ and he doesn't show up, then there's no chance any of this stuff works. Uh, we tried real hard to do this ourselves and look where it landed us. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you don't struggle personally. Maybe you're just helping other men that have struggled, but there's a piece of your life, I guarantee you, that, that owes some surrender over to Christ. So God, thank you so much for your time today, Lord. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us to be on mission with you. Uh, let's face it, Lord, you, you need us none here. Um, you, you could very easily do this all yourself. Uh, but God, there's just something about when we get to, to join you in this path and we get to walk alongside other folks that are looking for a recovery journey. If we can help them figure that out, it's only going to help us further our own. And Lord, I believe everybody's in recovery, whatever your plight looks like. Uh, if it's something that's happening in your past with sexual sin, sexual stronghold, if it's intimacy, anorexia, um, if it struggles with parenting, if you're, just, you're dealing with some, some old kid wounds from your, your folks and your family of origin, uh, whatever that is, Lord, uh, we hand it over to you today. Um, and we're asking to get out of the way so you can shine through. God, thank you so much for Joe. Thank you for his willingness uh, to stand up today and to and to be counted in that lot of folks who are answering the call to lead others through this it's in your holy name we pray amen yeah. all right team uh just a quick introduction here we, we've got joe joining us joe medlock um sadly he is a university of alabama crimson tide fan um anybody that knows anything about my walk uh uh, I, I'm appalled at that. Um, more people probably hate the Crimson Tide than like my team. So we're not going to mention them, but uh, uh, Navy does have a football team and they, they play more than one game every year. And so usually that one game they beat Army. But anyway, we're not going to talk more about that until later. So Joe, welcome, man. Joe, l listen, give us a little intro. Where <laughs> are you from? Where are you right now? Um, and, and a little bit of background. Uh, actually born and raised in North Carolina, uh, wound up in Atlanta, Georgia for about 23 years. Uh, actually now living in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, deep in the South. Uh, and, uh, Lamar and I were just talking, we're, we're called Tornado Alley here in Birmingham because tornadoes come through here very frequently. So, uh, I retired from a telephone company, uh, Bell South, now called AT&T, and I opened my own company back in uh, 1995. So I've been retired since 95, opened my own company and ran my own company, uh, loved it, enjoyed it, didn't have to report to anybody but myself. And uh, then I had a calling from God. God said, it's time for you to go to work for me, but I don't pay. <laughs> so you got to work free. <laughs> so uh, that started my journey to where I am now. 
Hey, thank you, Joe. And just to give everybody an indication, when did you link up with Conquer Series? Do you remember that? Yeah, actually, uh, I started Conquer C Series right after it came out in 2012. Uh, I found it on the internet. I was doing counseling. Uh, by the way, I am a, a certified uh, ACBC certified biblical counselor at my church. And uh, I was doing counseling and I was getting a lot of men coming to me who wanted help with sexual addiction. And uh, so I looked, I searched everywhere trying to find some kind of media to use or, or um, books, workbooks, anything. And I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything that I thought was really do the, do the job. And I, so I just started searching on the internet one day uh, under the uh, title of pornography, help, uh, sexual addiction, and I stumbled upon the Conquer series. And I looked, uh, I looked at it, uh, read what it said about it, and I immediately ordered a copy. And uh, that was the first version. And then later they came out with a second version. And then now they have the website. So I've been through the whole gamut, version one, version two, and now I use the website. <laughs> okay, I, I, I got to get this straight. I've only been with Conquer about six years myself in terms of just you know, using it as a resource to help <clears throat> run groups. Uh, I, I was only introduced to it uh, because I'm a recovering guy myself. Um, so you've been through there, you've been with Conquer from the beginning, uh, when yeah. we used to have just the one set, then yeah. you got the, the, the double, you know, CD set, right. and now you're doing groups, you know, through the website online. Um, I, I'm stunned, always stunned. Every time we talk about this, it seems like you've, you've watched it a few more times and you've led, I don't know, maybe a, another 20 <laughs> or so men through. So approximately how many times have you seen the videos? How many men have you walked with through this? Uh, over a hundred men <clears throat> individ individually. Uh, I do I do one on one counseling, but then uh, when COVID hit, uh, they shut our counseling center down. In fact, our church was closed for a while. So I uh, immediately began looking for ways that I could continue to counsel. So that's when I uh, heard about the Zoom concept. So I signed up and uh, purchased the rights to use Zoom and uh, started trying to find a group of guys who wanted to get together by Zoom. And uh, it, took me, uh, <clears throat> it took me probably about two months to get enough guys together uh, to do it by Zoom. So, uh, I've done it both ways. I've done one-on-one, -on -one, I've done it by Zoom, but I gave up count at about 100. I've watched Conquer Series over 100 times. I, I quit counting at about 100. Because when I, when I counsel a guy and I use Conquer Series, I watch it with him. I sit in the room and watch it with him. And immediately after we finish watching it, then I go into uh, questions and uh, detailed questions, trying to see what he got out of it. What did he understand? What did he not understand? So my sessions are usually about an hour and a half. <clears throat> 
one-on-one. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for that clarification, Joe. I mean, so you've got some letters behind your name that, that kind of make you a little bit more official. That always scares me a little bit. Um, but I just want to you know, put everybody at ease. Um, how have you seen Conquer work with what you learned, I guess, scientifically? Um, so the faith basis that we see in Conquer, <clears throat> coupled with a lot of the scientific stuff, not just in the series, but also through some of your learning, how has that helped you to really reach some of these men that you've walked with over the years? Well, uh, to begin with, I am the perfect example because I was a sex addict for 56 years. I did not get free until I was uh, about 70 years old, and I am presently 83. So I was addicted for 56 years. I never understood. I could not understand why I could not stop. I knew I loved God. Uh, actually, when I started my visual to stop, I, I was attending a seminary to get my biblical counseling degree. And uh, sort of like Dr. Weiss says, does not make sense to be going to a seminary and being addicted to porn. So I knew I had to stop somehow. So I began my journey to try to get free. And uh, when I found the Conquer series, I actually was free when I found the Conquer series, but the Conquer series completely opened up understanding that I had never understood. I, didn't, I never understood any of that. Uh, although I stopped and I was able to stop on my own, I never understood why it took me, why it was so difficult. But after I watched Dr. Roberts' presentations, the light started to come on. Bam, 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 bam. Yes, yes, yes. That was me. That was me. Yes, uh, yes that was me. So for the first time in my life, I began to understand why it was so hard to win the battle against sexual addiction. So I think that is why God is using me today because after having 56 years of uh, experience, uh, it makes me, uh, I think, much more valuable to the people that I work with because I can always say, been there, done that, you can't tell me because I know you're lying because I used to lie just like you do. <laughs> Man, thank, thank you for that so much. And so um, it, I don't mean to take too, too long to, to go ahead and, and give all of uh, Joe's bona fides, but I'm pretty sure that everybody here can kind of see that this is definitely something that could help any leader. Um, and I wa also want to clarify something else here. You may notice that there are some ladies in the group today. Uh, this is a leadership forum, and Soul Refiner is not just dedicated strictly to Conquer Series or Warpath or helping men get free from this. There may be some ladies that are looking to get free, but more importantly, there, there's probably ladies here that have been either hurt by this or they have a heart for couples or for parenting uh, kind of guidance for people and groups as they go through. So, uh, ladies, thank you for being here. 
men, if that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, hey, strangle your video, change the name. I, I don't think there's anybody out there with a pen and paper writing down everybody. Um, these aren't the people you're going to see Sunday morning in the vestibule at church. These aren't the folks you're going to see at the supermarket tonight. So um, just let me encourage you in that regard. But thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, and Joe, especially thank you for being here. And so let's get down to it. I, I want to just go through, I'm seeing some very specific questions about some of the groups, but we have a few questions already that, that we're going to do in the beginning part of this um, kind of canned questions that we came up with initially. And then the last half of the session will be dedicated strictly to your questions. Uh, Joe's a wealth of information, but also my experience with Joe is if he, if he doesn't know the answer, he's not going to blow sunshine up anybody's butt and tell you something that, that he doesn't know for sure. He'll just let you know. We'll figure all that out. And so I think that's any of us that are in here today. At least I hope it is. Um, so that being said, Joe, let me ask you one of the hardest questions that we can possibly ask somebody as a leader, especially somebody that's dealing with men that are in sexual sin, sexual stronghold. Um, what do you do about guys that continue to relapse and seemingly can't get right? Uh, <clears throat> that's a great question because uh, that is uh, that is a problem that most any leader has. I've had quite a few groups over the 10 years that I've been doing groups, and uh, that is a frequent problem because out of any one group, normally <clears throat> there's one or two guys that just do not reach the plateau. Um, I will usually, <clears throat> I'll usually put up, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll usually put up with a guy um, for about uh, maybe 10 or 12 weeks. I'll go through the Conquer series. And then normally, the way I've been doing it is we go from the Conquer series right into Warpath. And by the time we get into about the third week of Warpath, if they have not started to improve, then I start to actually put them on a pedestal right in the group. I pick on them and I start to ask them specific questions about their, what are they doing? And I actually challenge them. And one of two things happen. They drop out or they uh, start to improve. And if they drop out, I don't let that bother me at all. I've had quite a few do that and that does not bother me. Uh, they belong to God anyhow. They don't belong to me, and they're in God's hands, so I leave it up to God. Amen. Amen, Joe. Thank you so much for that, man. I, I, I kind of uh, I, I want to echo a couple things you mentioned there about um, ensuring that they participate in the group, and I I've, I've had a few guys in some of my groups as well, uh, and even some ladies in some couples groups that they wanted to make it a spectator sport. And I, and I believe in groups. I believe in community through the groups. Uh, but I do believe that everybody plays. It's team ball. Uh, there's nobody that's in receive mode only. Uh, we got, we're going to have to transmit periodically uh, through this. And, and I completely agree with you there. Um, how do you lovingly then ask somebody to leave the group, especially if they've either become toxic or they're just refusing to do the work 
or they're just flat out lying to the whole group and it comes out over and over again? I mean, how, how do you invite them to do something different at that point? Uh, well, I actually haven't had but one person that I actually had to, had to ask to leave. And he was, he was a troublemaker. Um, actually, I had guys in the group who were calling me and complaining uh, about this guy. <clears throat> so he actually was there sort of to be a troublemaker. And uh, so I just called him at home. After the group meeting one night, I called him at home and I asked him, could, did he have a few minutes to talk? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm, uh, I'm informing you as of right now that you will not be welcome back in the group anymore. I'm gonna be uh, cutting you out of the group. And the reason is because of your attitude. I have had complaints from some of the other guys in the group and uh, I myself have, uh, have sort of been embarrassed by some of your comments. In fact, you actually have challenged God. You've actually challenged God's word on our group meetings, and I will not put up with that. I cannot put up with that as a leader. So uh, I just told him I was going to have to cut him, and I said, uh, do you have a problem with that? And he said, no, as a matter of fact, I, wa I wondered why it took you this long. <laughs> so uh, that's the only one that I actually have had to personally cut. Now, I have had guys that I put so much pressure on that they just drop out. And I actually, uh, this may be important to some of the folks in the, uh, on the call today. Um, I actually have closed down a group myself. I just told the guys at the last meeting, I said, guys, we will not be meeting anymore. You guys do not seem to be here for the same purpose I am. And I, I, I don't have that kind of time for you to waste my time. So you're wasting your time, you're wasting my time. There's some other things you could be doing. So I'm gonna be closing the group down. This will be our last night to meet. And uh, so I've done it. I've closed the whole group down. I've dismissed individual members and I have put so much pressure on members that they drop out. So does that answer the question? You know, it, it, it does, uh, Joe, and I want to I kind of couch the answer there for, for folks. I mean, um, when you lead, you know, triple digits of, of folks through recovery, you're going to see some moments where, where there's some failure there. If, if, please go ahead and mute yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Um, there, there's going to be some moments of failure through these groups, and it's going to seem like failure to us. Uh, I love to go back to Scripture, though. Because the enemy will whisper in your ear, maybe this is not for you to be leading. Maybe who are you? You're unqualified. Uh, the whole group is condemned or whatever. Um, man, he is always working all things out for those in him. The, the, the Lord is constantly in the middle of this. And sometimes we see the back end of that tapestry, and it's a mess. I don't know if you've ever been overseas and, and looked at one of those old medieval tapestries, you know, one of the museums. It looks gorgeous from the front because that's the finished product. We see that, but we go around back and it's a disaster seemingly. Uh, and sometimes those groups look like a disaster for that reason. 
Um, so team, this is a place where I, I'd love to interject a little bit of what happened in my week. Uh, I was on a call this week with a, a relatively new Soul Refiner member. And he said, yeah, my, my group leader is, a, uh, is an ACBC you know, counselor. And, and, and of course, I stopped him immediately and said, just curious, who is your, who's your group leader? And he mentioned that it was Joe, our guest today. And this guy launched into just his experience with Joe. Um, the gentleman was actually in one of Joe's groups. Uh, he was in the very group that he shut down because of either lack of interest, lack of participation, or just general lack of daisical attitudes. Um, but Joe lovingly continued working with this guy until he could place him in a different group. So this is not hey, just- Lamar, Go ahead, Joe. I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing you. Okay. All right, Troy, can you give me a thumbs up if you hear me? Okay. I think that might be on Joe's end, so we're going to continue moving ahead through this. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to get at is that there's a way to do this lovingly, that there's a way to, to work with people that are being difficult in the group. Uh, one of the questions up on the board was, you know, what does toxicity look like? And I think you heard some of that through, through what Joe relayed. Um, so as you go through that and as you're, you're, you're welcoming members to either not participate in the group anymore or you're lovingly advising them to maybe a, a different group, maybe you're in a warpath group and you think they would be better served in Conquer, um, whatever that looks like, um, when you do it with love and you do it with a sense of accountability um, and you do it the way Christ has, has worked with you, uh, always with the, the, the end in mind, of reconciliation and a redemptive relationship with Jesus and the ones that people love the most, it can change everything. And then you recognize you're not always seeking to be universally adored as a leader. You're looking out for the best interest of that human. And so I, I, Joe seems to be a master of this. Joe, can you give me a thumbs up if you can hear me now? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was okay. my headset. I took it off. Okay, thank you so much, Joe. Um, so, so Joe, as you start up a new group and you have some of the guys that you've worked with in the past that are in there that may have used to have been a problem, how does that work? Do you give them some special attention or do you just treat them like the rest of the group members and, and you just forge ahead and see if they're going to be doing anything different? Uh, <clears throat> I've actually not done that. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I, when I start a new group, I do not have existing members. I start a brand new group. So I have never combined uh, people that are or have been in a group. I always start a brand new group. Outstanding, outstanding. So thank you, thank you, Joe. Um, the questions are rolling in now, and I want to address just a couple of them uh, up front. Uh, ones that caught my eyes, they went through. Uh, my chat box is fairly small, and so I'll be scrolling through trying to get to a lot of them. Uh, some people mentioned a, a women's group. Um, if you take a look at the website, there is one coming specifically dedicated to betrayed women that is called From the Ashes. Um, we are still a few months away from that. I think that it is going to you know, open up the floodgates uh, tremendously for Soul Refiner. Uh, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we do have a lady who is stepping up and she is going to be leading two separate women's conquer groups um, on Sunday nights here coming up. Uh, I'll verify it's going to be Sunday nights. I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that, but 
Um, this lady is, is, is going to be leading these two groups. One group is going to be for women that have struggled with sexual sin, sexual stronghold themselves. And the other group is going to be the Conqueror series for women who have been betrayed and who've been hurt by unfaithful uh, in that regard. Um, I will be you know, putting that out uh, at the end of the group as far as that, that lady's email. She's given us a green light to go ahead and have folks contact her. So I, I just saw a few questions on that. You know, what about the ladies here? And so, so please just uh, stay tuned and stand by on that. Um, another, another great question here is, Joe, have you ever dealt with any member that might have some mental challenges? Uh, yes, in fact, I, I think the guy that I was talking about that I actually cut, I called him at home and told him he would not welcome back. I think, I think he had mental issues, I was, I'm pretty sure. Okay, thank you. Um, another question that I saw in here was, um, not everybody's like Joe. People don't have the, you know, some of the letters behind their names. They don't have some of the accreditation. Um, I, I love to invite people that are still struggling after you know, a, a certain number of weeks and, and, and their effort level may have been very high um, and they still, for whatever reason, are, are having a problem here. Uh, there are tons of resources out there uh, please contact me for some of those resources if you can't put your hands on them. But just a few offhand are intensives. I'm talking about one-day intensives, three-day intensives. That's over a weekend. Uh, there are some that are six weeks, eight weeks that are actually inpatient. People check their phones at the door, and they don't walk out until they get a stamp uh, saying that they you know, have been through and done the requisite work. Even then, you still might see some failures um, just because it is such an insidious I'll stop short of calling it a disease, but it's just something that, you know, it's, it's a struggle that some folks just can't cope with. Um, and not every group offered by Soul Refiner nor every leader is going to be cut out for every single individual. Uh, there are other resources out there. Um, that is a, a soon-to-come page on the site. It's going to be a, a resource partner, uh, kind of a reference there. So, but if anybody needs it any, in the meantime, please don't hesitate to reach out. We can start compiling lists of that. I love it when people put that stuff over there on the right. Uh, again, whatever you put on the chat box, please make sure that it's, it's thinking, you know, with kind of soul refiner in mind. Uh, some of our partners offhand are going to be heart-to-heart -heart counseling. That's out in Colorado. That's Dr. Weiss's Institute. Uh, you also see a lot, a lot of pure desire work out there. Um, so... So please just go ahead and continue putting that stuff over on the right in terms of resources that you've come in contact with. Um, I want to call out some folks that are in Northeast Florida um, that, that would love to help whomever. Uh, they're on the screen there. It's Tim and Kathy. Um, they're the ones that introduced me, myself and my wife, Christina, to recovery. Uh, we can't thank them enough. Um, I know they would not hesitate to help anybody out there. Uh, you can look them up up in Northeast Florida. They're called Chapter 2. So take a look there, um, and, I, and I know they'd be willing to help whomever. And if they can't help them individually or they can't help them collectively, then they'll, they'll be able to give people a steer in that Northeast Florida region. So as a matter of fact, I'll be traveling from South Florida tonight. I'll be seeing Tim and Kathy uh, this evening. So I'm, I'm excited to catch up with them and to break some bread with them. So, all right. Lamar, uh, I'll make a comment. Something just hit me. Absolutely. Uh, I, I would have loved to have had something like this when I started, you know, 
I couldn't find anything when I started. I, I've been doing groups uh, about uh, 10, 11 years. And when I started, there was, I couldn't find anything about uh, how to do it or what was the best way to do it. So I, just, I learned. So any of you guys that are out there or gals that are out there this morning listening, if you're just starting, uh, you're fairly new at this, <clears throat> then uh, I learned. I learned the hard way. I made a lot of mistakes. So I, I have gotten down now when I start a group, I always spend at least the first two or maybe three group sessions with no video, no discussion about any video. I do all the talking and I sort of lay down the rules. I lay down the format and I sort of give them an idea of how it's going to go. We talk about homework. I tell them homework is mandatory. There are no excuses. Um, and so I, I spend a lot of time talking, but I tell them, I said, this is it. After we start the videos, it's your show, not mine. I'm going to be in the background and I will not do a lot of talking because you guys are going to do all the talking. It's your program. It's your show, not mine. Uh, I am putting this group together for you, but it's your group, not mine. So I make that very clear. And then I also tell them that we're not going to be uh, driven by a particular episode. In other words, we may spend three weeks on one episode. In fact, I have spent six weeks on one episode before. So a lot of people get real antsy. They're ready to move on to the next one. You know, some people are like that. They want to show me the first one, then I want to see the next one, the next one, the next one. And uh, so I tell them, nope, we're going to go at a slow speed because the objective here is for you to learn, for you to become free. So we're not on any particular schedule. So I make that very clear up front. And I think that's important. I think it's important to help them to understand that we're not, we've not got a fixed schedule. We don't have to be through in 10 weeks or 12 weeks. It may take us six months to do the Conquer series. So I learned that the hard way, and it works much better now that I, I do not try to stay to a particular uh, pattern. We do video one this week, video two next week, video three the next week. That, that doesn't work very well. Yeah, th thank you for that technique, Joe. I, I, I dearly uh, treasure, you know, the different ways to do this. Uh, I love that for some groups, it's going to take, maybe it's going to take 25, maybe it's going to take a half a year, 25, 26 weeks. Uh, for some guys, they're going to be able to get through it in the, in the 10 to 12 weeks uh, that normal folks go through. Um, it, it does depend on the individual. Um, if, speaking of that, if you had to kind of pick out one trait that really prohibits guys from, from getting uh, true healing in your experience. You know, what would that be? And I'm talking about things like pride, uh, lack of humility, um, narcissism. You know, what would be the one thing that kind of really holds guys back? 
Um, I think uh, getting over uh, embarrassment, uh, being timid, um, never having opened themselves up to a group of guys before. You know, any of the men that's on here, we don't open up to each other. We never do. We never have. Uh, women do. My wife tells her girlfriends everything. Uh, it's obvious. You can go in a restaurant and you can see a group of guys sitting around a table and they're talking football, baseball, basketball, hunting, fishing. They're not talking anything personal. And you look over and there's a table of women, they're talking personal stuff. They get down really personal. But men just won't do that. And that's what I find over and over is these guys are in shock when they get in their group session and, and I'm expecting them to start talking personal stuff. They don't know how. They never have. Yeah, that, that's outstanding, Joe. And, and I'm, I know some people may cringe a little bit when they hear that you do most of the talking those first couple of weeks, but some guys have to have that modeled. Some people are going to need that nudge to say this is a safe place, uh, especially coming from somebody who used to struggle with this. Um, I guarantee you some of the stuff you say, they're probably thinking to themselves, holy crap, I thought I was alone. I thought I was, I thought I was the only one. Uh, I see a bunch of head nods here, and, and, and I know that's how I used to feel. If anybody truly knew me, how could they ever love me, much, much less walk with me? So um, thank you for that. Um, I, I, I also, I open up my life to them in the second session. So I give them my story completely. I tell them everything, all the dirty stuff. So I think that helps also because then they're like, oh, wow, <clears throat> he's done all that and he's free. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I open myself up to them the second session and I tell my whole story. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. And I, I tell you, team, uh, I'm, still, I'm still letting folks in uh, from the waiting room, but if, there have, if we have questions now, it will advance you right up to the kind of the front of the line on my video screen. So I'll be able to see you if you can raise your hand down on the bottom there uh, on your bar. Uh, there's a way to raise your hand to ask a question. Um, David, I think you had a question. And so I, I, I see your hands not up anymore, but if you have something still, you know, please feel free. Go ahead, David. Yeah, the problem is I've got a whole plethora of questions, but the, the first one you answered about the women's um, group, that was, that's really exciting. Uh, uh, after four years of sobriety, my wife is finally really needing to, to delve into some stuff and that's, that's going to be good. Um, also, uh, we, uh, we just presented to a new church. Um, I'm on about my fourth hesitating session going through with the conquer series uh, i was trying to move our group on the warpath and they were just not ready to go to warpath so we went back through conquer again you know and uh, so i'm uh, so i'm saying that we do the conquer and then i can see us doing the warpath and then we get to the end of 39 weeks and then i'm thinking well i'll just rinse and rewash and i'll go back through the conquer and the warpath again i mean 
I, we, because it does, you don't get free in 39 weeks. I mean, you know, this is something you need to kind of continue on for forever. Some, so, some sort of recovery group. And, and maybe you guys have some, uh, some in, insight into that. And the other thing is that when I went on the, when I uh, had this pastor, I said, I'm doing soul refiner. He was, oh, he went on the website and he said, oh yeah, there's a link here. I'll just show this in church. Okay. So that they put the soul refiner link up in church and it was so generic. It was like, it's hard to find in there. Is this really seriously about sexual addiction or whatever? So I was just wondering if there's a more of a specific link that talks about, you know, the conquer series and the war path and the guys, you know, step up guys. So anyway, I just, that's my, those are my two questions. Well, Joe, what's your experience with um, gauging either a group or an individual's uh, readiness to either, you know, run back conquer or to send them forward on the war path? Uh, Pretty much like David said, <clears throat> I, uh, I sort of get a feel for where they are. And uh, basically it goes by what is their success rate? How many days have they gone free? If I've got a group where maybe only one guy is doing good, then I suggest that we go back through Conquer Series again. And I, I offer him the opportunity to move on to a group that's say going into Warpath, if he wants to, or he can stay. Mm -hmm. uh, I've all I've never had one yet that wanted to jump ship. They'll say, "No, no, I, I get a lot out of this. I'll go back through it with the other guys." So, yeah, I do the same thing as David. I'll go back through it. Sometimes we I have taken a group through it three times through the Conquer series before we went on to Warpath. Okay. Yeah, and, and David, I'll address one of your other questions there. First off, if you have a pastor that is willing to even show the Conquer Series trailer from the pulpit uh, to a, a, a vanilla Sunday morning church service, man, you're winning. <laughs> and so let me encourage you in that. Um, and so my suggestion there is to try and make this as safe for men as possible. I mean, it, it it's probably not a great idea to put it in the church bulletin that we're going to meet at 6.30 p.m. at so-and-so's house on Tuesday nights. And that way, you know, wives of the church can drive by and see if their husband's car is nearby. Um, I, I, I say that, what, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but there's some guys that safety, confidentiality, and anonymity are going to be paramount initially. Until they're free, you know, they, 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 they can't imagine somebody knowing that piece about them. And so, and I don't mean to protect that, that sense of isolation. I don't mean to protect that secret, but you just won't see the same type of response. Um, I encourage you to put the leader's name out there. You know, if, you, if you've got a pastor willing to say something, you probably have a leader who's willing to, to, to put themselves out front and center um, and have the people get in contact with, with that leader and, and let him kind of keep it, not on the download necessarily because, hey, everybody's welcome, but we're just trying to preserve the safety of the group because what you what you want to avoid is inadvertently, you know, putting somebody out there in front of the church. You, I mean, you might have church staffers that roger up and say, "Yeah, I, I need help in this regard." And so, um, again, not not trying to uh, perpetuate somebody's secrecy, but just trying to make it safe for people. 
So I hope that answers your question. Uh, it, it's definitely an art. There's no complete procedure to this. There's not thou shalt fly the airplane this way. There's lots of different ways to fly it. And so, uh, David, please don't hesitate to reach out to me one-to-one. Uh, -one. Uh, I think that my email address was on you know, the invitations. Uh, I'd love to get with you just to, man, first off, find out you know, who's going to say yay verily. I'll show this from the pulpit. <laughs> I think that's incredible. So, uh, John, I've been waiting all day to hear your voice. Uh, I, I trust that you have not you know, forsaken your Irish brogue and that you're going to bless us all, which is some great word there. <laughs> Me? Well, first of all, I'm Scottish. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. No problem. Good to be with you guys. Um, my question is, uh, my pastor is looking to introduce this in the church, and he's, he's wondering, how do you go about that? You know, um, do you just, um, you know, well, I shared testimony, my own testimony at the last men's breakfast. A few guys came forward. So I then shared with my pastor the Conquer series um, and, you know, just the link to that. And he was like, this is good, but I don't know how to, what do we do about this? How do we introduce it and stuff like that? Or do we just go with those couple of guys and then see how it goes? Or, or what do you do, you know? Joe, do you have any experience with this um, from from a church in particular about how to work that in? I've got a couple uh, of comments myself, but I just want to see what you have to say first. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, my own church. Um, I hate to I hate to say this about my own church, but twelve years ago, I went to some of the uh, pastoral staff at my church and I said I would like to present the, the Conquer series to a group of men at the church. And so they wanted to know about the Conquer series. So I showed them the trailer and I explained to them what it was about. <clears throat> and uh, I said, you know, it, can we put it out in the bulletin or is there, is there a way we can, you know, put this out to invite men and I'll be glad to come in and do it one night at the church or, you know, whatever. So they dismissed me and they talked among themselves and then they called me back in their room and they said, uh, we don't, we don't think we need this at our church. And I said, excuse me. <laughs> and they said, no, we, we, we don't think we have that problem in our church. <clears throat> so, uh, I left and I went about my business continuing to do counseling like I was doing. Um, a couple of years later, one of the uh, church staff that was responsible for our uh, weekly meetings, we have a Wednesday night where we, uh, we have church on Wednesday night and we have a lot of uh, classes going on, various classes. And uh, so a young guy was heading it up. So I went to him and I asked if I could have one of the slots on the Wednesday night program and for men and I told him what I wanted to do so he and I worked together and I, pub I publicized it as <clears throat> are you struggling with lust and I gave the Matthew scripture where Christ said you know if you're you know, lusting then you're committing adultery <clears throat> so I, I said this class is to talk about Matthew 5 whatever. That's how I publicized it. 
So I had about 15 men showed up. And uh, so I dropped a bomb on them. I, I said, okay, guys, <laughs> I sort of fooled you to get you here. <laughs> Let me tell you what we're going to really talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about pornography addiction. Now, if any of you guys want to leave, you're welcome to leave. But I think you'll enjoy this. We're going we're gonna to spend 10 weeks and we're going to be watching a video called the Conquer Series. And I think you guys will be delighted to stay because even if you don't have a problem, probably your brother does or your father does or your one of your sons is going to or somebody you know has the problem. So I think you're going to learn something. So all 15 of them stayed with me. And uh, that was my actually first group. So churches are very difficult to, I have actually sent out a notice to about 50 churches in my area where I counsel and told them I would be glad to come to their church and talk about my program. I have yet to have a church invite me to do that. It is very difficult to get this into the churches because the churches do not want to admit they got the problem. Amen, Joe. And, and anytime I, I hear about a, a, a broader church staff or church elder board that, that does say, like, we just don't feel like we struggle with this, um, man, I, I just want to hold up the mirrors and, and I just want to say, no, please, man, for your constituents, um, think about them, not about yourself here. Uh, this is not about you saving face. This is, this is about doing what's right for the kingdom. Uh, and right now, this is so prevalent. I mean, it's, it's, if you've escaped this in your life, um, I mean, I, I won't necessarily blame it fully on homeschooling or uh, any kind of uh, Mennonite or, you know, one of the other, you know, sects out there that really kind of prohibit any kind of outside activity. Um, I, I wouldn't blame it wholly on that, but it just means that, that your eyes really have been so focused and they've been so closed to what's going on in society. Uh, that you just haven't recognized what a problem it is. Uh, it's almost impossible these days to get to a garden relationship. I'm talking about Eden with your significant other because of all the bombardment uh, of sexual availability out there. You can't ride down the street. You can't, you can't go to the grocery store. Uh, Tim and Kathy, my mentors, you know, long ago said, you can't not go to the grocery store. Um, and even there, the cover of some of the magazines, it's just, it's insane. And I'm talking about straight stick magazines that a seven-year-old can buy, you know, stuff like people. So, so thank you so much. Um, there is a ton of great information there about how to introduce this. It starts at about the 1239 to 1240 mark, uh, whatever your local time is, you can convert on East coast time. So if you got to do the, the higher math to figure out what time it is for you, look at the chat box, um, it's all around, I, I want to say, Kevin Noble, you were the one that really kind of started that and, or, or answered up to it about how to introduce us to churches. There's some great ideas in there. Um, this, is, this is why we do these leadership forums. You don't have to lead alone. Uh, you may feel like it sometimes, but come here, get fed, get gunned up, gassed up, take back off, and then go do the Lord's work. And so th this is where to do that profit sharing piece of recovery where you can work with other leaders to find out best practices. 
There's a lot of discussion there on the uh, on the chat board about how do you know if somebody's ready? Uh, can somebody go to Warpath first? I've only seen that done once, and it's because um, the couple was really looking for some healing, and they, I think they needed to do that. They there was a realization um, that a lot had already gone on, and so I don't necessarily recommend that. I love conquer first to get somebody you know through that, and then to go to Warpath. So, but look at these discussions. Take a look at all the different techniques. There is no one cookie cutter, you know, got to do it this way way. Um, there are many ways here. So many small W ways. Uh, and Drew, Drew Hunsucker happens to be right up in front and center on my chat screen. There's only one box here. He says it takes time to build trust and to show transparency. Uh, for some folks, that's going to mean sweeping the church floor for a while, figuratively. You're going to have to, to get in there sometimes and just work with other members of the church completely under the radar because uh, you're going to find people. As a leader, you're probably well-equipped at this point to see when somebody's struggling with something. It may be sexual sin. It may be alcoholism. It may be intimacy, anorexia, you know, any of the above. You're going to see people that are hurting, and you're going to start to engage them. You're going to start finding things out, and you're going to start helping them. And let's face it, a lot of these recovery techniques – they go across all different kinds of, you know, to use a celebrate recovery term, they go across all different kinds of habits, hurts, and hangups. So um, y'all are well prepared to help other people. Uh, and don't ever feel like you're not, never feel like you're not ready. You'll never feel ready, by the way, 100%. Um, that nudging you feel to help, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. And that, that's Holy Spirit conviction, which rhymes a little bit with guilt. It is not satanic condemnation. That rhymes with shame. So, okay. uh, Lamar, let me throw let me throw another uh, learn by experience thing in here, if I could. Yeah, um, I did not do this for a long time. In fact, I just started doing it uh, within the last year. I have started uh, suggesting to my guys in the group that they watch the video with their wife. Uh, originally, I was, I, I was afraid to do that because Dr. Roberts, I thought sort of, he never implied that. And also in the Conquer series, I think in the material, it says do not uh, show this to anybody uh, under, 16 years old or something like that. <clears throat> but um, I have found it invaluable to have guys invite their wives to watch the Conquer series with them. And it completely blew my mind at how many women actually told their husbands, for the first time in my life, I understand why you guys are doing what you're doing because I never understood. And uh, so I have had so many wives back off and say, uh, I, for the first time, I understand you and I understand why you've been doing what you do. And I appreciate the fact that you're putting this effort and this time into trying to get free. So it has actually helped several guys. In fact, here's a true story that just happened uh, last week. I have a 21-year-old guy who's in college, and he's dating a girl, and he joined the group, 
reluctantly, a, a buddy of his invited him and he didn't show up the second time. He showed up and then he dropped out and then he showed up. So finally I contacted him by phone and I said, uh, what's going on? I said, uh, you're in and out, in and out. And he said, well, I'm just not sure this is for me. He said, uh, you know, my wife, my girlfriend and I are about to break up because she just does not understand why I'm doing this. And she doesn't want me being in a group and she thinks that's going to make it worse. And I said, why don't you invite her to watch the video with you? And he did. And they watched it again and they watched it a third time. And he texted me the next day and he said, wow. He said, my girlfriend now says she understands and she wants me to be in the group. And she said that she'll be there to support me. So just, uh, just uh, words of, that, of, of wisdom that I have learned by, by default that uh, things that I did not do, I thought were going to be bad and they turned out to be good. So. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I, I'm, I'm a staunch believer in working through this with your significant other, watching the videos. It just it gives you uh, insight and it gives you a capability to get a dialogue going that it is normally just not it, it's not something that's broachable. You, you just there's no good way to bring it up outside of something that you might have somebody else uh, inject that level of conversation. And so I, I encourage it. Uh, Warpath, especially because it really can speak to both of you. And then when you're ready to go through stronger together, uh, I, I see Jack and Diane on my screen. Um, I mean, they, they will attest that intimacy anorexia uh, is something that can absolutely be affecting couples, even outside of sexual sin, sexual stronghold. And so um, all these things, when you watch it with your significant other and, and you have an open hand mentality versus a closed fist one, it can change everything. Um, and so, and let me encourage, if anybody hurt is in this meeting right now, um, the grace and mercy and forgiveness that was offered to you by Christ on the cross, uh, that is available to you in an overflow capacity to give someone who has crushed your spirit and, and reduced you to rubble through sexual sin and stronghold. Um, the bitterness that you may have felt in the past, or you may be feeling now, you don't have to stay there. Um, you can get to a point of healing. And whether or not that relationship, that fractured old relationship can be redeemed, uh, it really becomes immaterial because Christ gives you the capability to, to give love and to be loved in a whole different manner than you ever imagined possible. Um, please contact my wife if, if you have any questions on that one. Um, that's Christina with a K uh, at soulrefiner.com. Uh, she's got just a, a ton of insight in this. Uh, don't hesitate. I also mentioned Tim and Kathy earlier. Hit them up uh, again at Chapter Two up in Northeast Florida. You guys are seeing all kinds of resources over in the chat box. You know, folks are ready to help. Um, this leadership team that we have in place at Soul Refiner, um, I've never seen a, a more helpful volunteer force in, in my years working with churches uh, and going through, even in the military. I, I never saw this in the chaplain corps. Uh, but folks that are just willing to help that have a, a genuine heart for recovery um, across the spectrum. It's just amazing. So, team, we have, we have time for one more question. Uh, if anybody wants to, to raise their hand, 
uh, please. I would like to, um, I'm sorry, I didn't get to the raised hand issue. Can you hear Come me? Come on, Bart. Come on. Okay. Well, I've, it's, I've put it out there twice. We have wonderful recovery groups at our church already, and uh, the sexual recovery groups have just started within the past year. Can I be, can anyone direct me toward a clearinghouse or website that includes lists of inpatient facilities? Because the main, a big question that we are asked is, where can I go to get inpatient help? Because we have some people who realize they have deep sexual addiction issues and I'm not able to answer them right now. If anyone can, do, and can post in chat, uh, any, you've already posted one Lamar to me that, uh, that I made note of. Um, but if anyone has um, a website that I can go to to find these facilities, that would be very helpful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Bart. Thanks for the question. Um, and, and that's going to be left largely over to the, the community here. I, um, it looks like there, there are, I don't know how many clearinghouses there are. It may just be a basic Google search in your local area. Uh, but the, the hard hitters that are kind of nationwide that people fly into from all over the world, uh, those are going to pop pretty quickly due to search engine optimization rules and also, you know, the number of hits that have been out there. Um, but there are and, and the price point is dramatically different across the board here. You're going to find some stuff that is going to be for a weekend. You might be able to get away for $500 to $1,000. You're going to find some stuff that for a weekend, they're going to, they're going to be in for fifteen dollars to $20,000. So uh, be prepared for <laughs> an overwhelming cavalcade of options. Um, and so make sure you definitely do your research. I would definitely look for faith basis. Uh, otherwise, you may get... Uh, anything from Dr. you know, an overflow of Dr. Freud <laughs> to who knows what. So please be, be, be very cognizant of that. Um, one more question. I saw Ron, you raised your hand real quick and we'll, we'll go ahead and, and take it offline after you ask yours, Ron. Okay. Um, my question is in our group, we have, we have some that men that are there just because uh, uh, their wives are demanding they go. Uh, how do we handle those kinds of men that we want in our group um, but they don't really want to be there. It's just because it ultimatum from the wives. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I don't know if you heard the question. Well, it was a little bit muffled, but it was, how do you handle group members who may be there initially against their will because they've been told either go or, or else? Um, well, I, I've had to become an expert at that because I am a counselor and most of the guys that come to me are coming to me because their wives demanded it. <clears throat> either either go for counseling or we're divorcing. So I, I, I learned to do with that, deal with that a, a long time ago. <clears throat> and um, you have to deal with it in love. You know those guys, you pick them out, you understand them, and you pour the love into them and you help them to understand that they really don't have a choice. They can go down the road of destitute by themselves without a wife, which is what's gonna eventually happen, or they can, uh, they can succumb and they can try to participate and hopefully 
through the 15, 20, 30 weeks, they will begin to enjoy it. And they'll begin to understand themselves. And that's what I find happens. Once in a while, I have guys that just, just quit. They just drop out. And there's nothing you can do about those. Uh, but most cases, the guys will stay. And at the end, they tell me, hallelujah, praise God. I am so glad I stayed because this has really helped me. And my wife is even telling me that she is seeing changes in me. So don't know if that helped you, Ron, but. Yeah, very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, before we take it offline, first off, I just want to say thank you to Joe. Um, I mean, the, the, the wisdom, the experience, you know, I mean, the, the, the letters behind your name. I, I just really appreciate you taking the time to be with us, um, kind of you know, kickstarting a lot of conversation here. Some folks come to these meetings strictly for the chat, and then they'll pick up the video later on on a recording. Um, and so I, I'm just thrilled to death to be able to offer this. We're going to do it again next month, again on the first Friday. Uh, it, again, it'll be a noontime Eastern go. And so I don't know what day that looks like in May. Somebody else can figure that out. Again, that's carrying the one. That's higher math. I don't have that skill set. So um, I, I, I do want to say one last thing about Ron's question. Okay. However they land in the group, God's got them there. And when we're able to relay to them that if they're there for somebody else, they have no chance. None. If they're doing this for a response from somebody else, until it becomes a natural normative response for what Christ did for them, they will not be able to make a lasting change or a difference in their own lives. Um, I, I shudder to think about a time when we don't take it back to the cross. If we're ever trying to make it all about what's happening between our ears or how we feel in our hearts, our feelings, our emotions, and we can't get back to the truth of Scripture, then we don't have a snowball's chance. And I don't have to talk about the rest of that. So um, when we move men or we move folks in recovery to that sense of I do this because of what God did for me, that's when it can really start to make changes in their lives. That's when they can be safer, not just for themselves, but for the ones they love. And then as Christ changes them from the inside out, uh, that's the lasting change that they can count on. That, that's the way to, to true joy as opposed to temporary happiness they used to get from a momentary glimpse at a computer screen or whatever they struggled with. So um, I'll just take it offline with that. I want to pray for it. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, that created a thought in my brain here. Um, I've had people ask me, how do you start a group? And you just answered that, Lamar. Basically, I don't. I leave it up to God. God starts my groups. I don't. I don't go looking for these guys. God sends them to me. And as he sends them to me, I put them in the group. So sometimes it takes me a month to get a group going because I'm waiting for God to give me the next guy, give me the next guy. After I get at least five or six guys, I start the group. But I look to God to do it. I don't do it. I don't go out searching for these guys. God sends them. So. Amen. In the end, we're not leaders at all here. We're just facilitators. Uh, the group leader of every single group has got to be Christ. Uh, I'm a card-carrying believer in that. 
Um, and if anybody needs to talk more about that, or if maybe we don't share the same faith basis, please, you have my email address. I would love to get with you, and we, and we can discuss those matters. Um, but um, folks, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm going to say a prayer for us, then we can be on our way. Uh, we'll figure out how to do these recordings. I'm not sure yet how we're going to hang this. I don't know what the recording's even going to look like. I hope it's not this five-by-five five grid I see on my screen. Um, but again, I just want to thank you for being here and, and Joe for, for being our keynote speaker. Um, thank you. Uh, Lord, we, we just thank you so much for this time today. We thank you for your blessings. Lord, it's the fastest hour of my week um, between the chat and between the way you move in these rooms, uh, not just in each person, but then as we start to interact with each other and the conversations that we have, the convictions that we have, the welling up of, of your Holy Spirit just touching us and guiding us in directions. Um, Lord, it can be overwhelming. Um, so Lord, I'm praying for what happens, you know, four or five days from now when we're not feeling so full um, and, and we're, we're needing an injection. And so God, that's when we tap into you. That's when we surrender our lives over to you. We, we take our will out of your way and then we, we give it all over. And so God, I thank you for the people that, with whom you've entrusted us um, to help facilitate and to help guide them to you and what you did on the cross for us. Your holy name we pray. Amen. Team, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Have a great rest of your Friday. Bye. Did you have, a, did you have that woman's information that was dealing with other women with sexual addiction? I apologize. You were, you were kind of uh, you, you were uh, muffled and unreadable. Uh, do, do you have the information, the contact information for the woman that is dealing with other women with sexual addiction? Yes, she's in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and drop that. Um, that information's in the chat. I'll put that back in there real quick. I'm going to leave the bridge open for a few more minutes so people can grab that. Okay, that is in the chat. I do have access to a, uh, a saving uh, document that has all the chat questions. If there's anything that we didn't get to, I'm, I'm going to try really hard this, uh, this month to get through all the questions that were there. So... Uh, don't feel like your, your, your question went out in vain and, and nobody's going to respond to it. So, all right, team. Thank you so much.